And welcome to the Lords of Loud podcast. We're just four guys who enjoy a good debate about music. We thought we'd move our rants and discussions into the podcast era. I'm Lord Ben, Lord of the Lords. I'm the Walrus. As always with me, I have Lord Brett. He is the Eggman. Lord Kev, he is the Scotch Eggman. And Lord Al, he's the Eggplant. Welcome back to the Lords of Loud. Thanks for joining us on another exciting episode. And let's get straight into it with Album of the Week. Al, I believe you've got something amazing for us this week. Well, I'm not sure. Um, But let's go with it anyway. So the one that I'm currently listening to in the car is uh, Angus and Julia Stone. And it's their... um, What? (laughs) It's their... uh, An enigma, that's all. Yeah, it's their self-titled album, but it's their third album in. The Storms. Hey, the Stones. Talented, talented siblings. I thought it was father daughter. <laughs> I thought it was really young dad and a very old daughter. It does have a beard. Uh, no. Does have a beard? Well, well, it's siblings. Well, but, it's, uh, it's just a photo on the album. It's a little hard to tell. Anyway, um, what do you like about the album? Though? What do I like? It? It's uh, it, it's quite uh, like the first song is uh, is quite moody. Like the lyrics aren't saying much, apart from. Uh, you know, I heard so-and-so talking about love. Um, uh, basically, they were lying. And then, uh, girl, you know, you're a heart, you're a heartache type of thing. So there's not much to the lyrics, but in terms of um, uh, how it all builds up, it's, it's very moody, uh, dark. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of holds out through the whole album a little bit, like when they're a little moody, they do that really well. Other times it's just a little bit cruisy. Um, Rick Rubin uh, was producer on that. So, Rick Rubin. Yes, I don't know if he, it's you know, strange, isn't it? Given, given his <sighs> yeah, 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 he does so many yeah, different so, things. Yeah, that, he does. that's a thing, and yeah. he's. No, I'm more surprised that they chose him, or look, like, you know, yeah, 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 him yeah. as a producer as opposed to the reverse. Yeah. Well, all, all I understand that Rick, Rick mainly does is to sit there and help the artists do whatever it is that they want to do. And try and not make it sound shit, um, mm. because I've seen an interview with him and he's got this massive beard and he looks like a, a biker, mm. and then he talks and he's just a massive surfer dude. Yeah, and so maybe he's he really and Angus bonded over their love of beard wax or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, but it was. Um, I don't know whether it's a Rick Rubin magic or whether it's their third album. You know, they've got the shit together because I haven't heard anything else apart from a single. Mm. Um, and so, in many ways, it's very typical uh, Angus and Julia Stone, you know, vocal delivery. Sometimes they're not really, even though they do sing together, it's not close, yeah, closely mm. matched. They'll slightly overlap a bit, so it okay. sounds a little bit sloppy, but that's this their style. They're going and, and it works. Yeah, okay. It's not like First Aid Kit where it's tight unison. Yeah, because um, after the first couple of albums, they went off and did solo projects. Uh huh. Um, mm. And so they've obviously maybe they've adapted some of that. Maybe they've come back together on the pre- on the pretense that let's try to not be let's try to have an album where yeah we come together and do maybe some closer stuff, but let's ha- almost have our own mm. little solo songs on there yeah. as well. Or yeah, there there, there are a few there, but uh, yeah. overall, apart from a few songs, I just really like it. It's it's not it, it was one that grew on me a mm. bit, and I only bought it because it was like a dollar, so. <laughs> And I'm not surprised you like it because when I think of moody and cruisy, you're the first person that comes to mind. Yeah, thanks, Brent. <laughs> yeah. 
And please don't mention First Aid Kit in the same breath as Julie and, Julie and Angus Stone. No, it's just a, it was more the, you know... They're on, whole, if, they're on a whole other level. Well, they, they are. Like, you know, listening listening to First Aid Kit, like, they, you would swear that one person has just done, uh, just track their own vocal mm. to get that close mm. in everything that they're doing yep. in, in terms of timing. Whereas, yeah, these guys are, are not. But Very that's, good. That's their thing. So you're um, saying, and that album, that's the self-titled album? Yeah, self-titled album. Yep. Third one in, it was uh, 2014 or something. So Very good. Album of the week. Yeah. All right. Here we go. So, yeah. Jump on the Facebook. Jump on Facebook. Jump on Facebook. Tell me what you think. Do you sort of feel I may answer, I may not. Yep. Great. <laughs> I can tell you that I don't know who First Aid Kit are, but I can tell you that Liam, my four-year-old, well, you need to find out loves singing along with Big Jet Plane, and it's okay. pretty yep. cute. And I, I think anyone can get a four-year-old to sing along. Sure. Doing the right thing. Well, that's the first that I heard of them, and it was from something that you lent me. So. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. You're to blame. Good. All right. Very good. So, tonight's episode is sponsored by the LP Sesame Street 1... The original cast record. Yes, original cast. Yeah, released on the Axis label. This is uh, from 1974, and this has all the classics from Sesame Street here. We've got, uh, obviously, the Sesame Street theme. We've got uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. Yeah. You know, everything on here. Rubber Ducky. What a kid's called. I think Rubber, let's check here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, rub your tummy. Is that no, that's not the same. Rubber, no. Oh yeah, rubber ducky is on here. Sorry. Rubber uh, one. Yeah, mm. rubber ducky is on here. It ends the second side. It's the, one it's of these the kids. Fin- it's the big finale. One of these kids. Yep. Yep. Not I love trash. Uh, of course, Oscars. Let's have a quick one. look because I'm wondering whether it's because I've got uh, yeah. and my wife told me to get it out of the way just uh, just last night. Yeah. So, so the Sesame Street <laughs> the Sesame Street album is folding over. On its cover, do you, right. do you want to move it somewhere so it doesn't get in the way? Oh, jeez, okay. Yeah. So this, um, yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, you got the Big Bird song, Sesame Street theme. Yeah. I've got two, yeah, yes, definitely. Going yeah. for a ride. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what a kid's called. I know what I call them in, in the privacy. So I always got used to have full... a cassette. My mum my used to have a cassette of this and um, used to play it in the car, and I have fond memories of listening to this going where, God knows where I was going, but in the car from probably from... Yeah. Is there a record player in the car? I think I think mine's I think mine's <laughs> slightly different, but a lot of overlap with the songs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've had a lot of um, you know, tongue-in-cheek uh, album sponsors. Um, yeah, bring it, this it, one's just going down a bomb, isn't oh, it? This, can, this is, people is, are just pouring over this. Yeah, that it is like, great. And look, we worked on that for a long time to get them to, to sponsor us tonight. That's so, right. Mm. It's taken a lot. Yeah, well, we're, we're it's been dead long enough. Is that very, very lucky? For Twenty-five it, years has passed. Away. What's interesting is, is the uh, is the level of musicianship in, yeah. in Sesame Street and the Muppet Show. I mean, yeah, they're, absolutely. they're absolutely brilliant musicians. Oh, that dog! That dog, Ralph. Oh, classically trained. I mean, how good is he on keys? Yeah, that's right. The level of precision is impressive. Yeah. All right. Fuck you. Yes, there is some awesome musicians on those albums. Right. Especially Dr. Teeth. Let's mm. get into tonight's main theme, which is, you know, we had, we had, I think, about 40 million people request another gem, hidden gem yes. episode. Yeah. The Take most it. requested. Yeah. Broke, mm. broke, broke the show. internet. Basically broke the internet. Yeah, the internet also broke. Yep. yep. I think even so, Kim Kardashian requested it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, which, yeah. which broke it doubly. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> Or did she request us not to do any more? Uh, possibly. That's right. So, hidden gems. Let's yeah. get into it. 
Let's so, get them so out. So who do we say is key? I'm kicking off here? We, 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 we no, couldn't we decide. Gonna, we couldn't decide? Yeah, we, right. what we well, need is like a 26 seated decent That's right. Sort of That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Executive decision. All with yeah. Ben's name off. on it. You're up, Ben. Whoever can whip the gems out the fastest. All right, so I'm starting with a... Oh, let's go with Ben. And the, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, the problem with some of these is, and I have a bit of a theme here, for some reason a lot of mine are early 2000s to mid 2000s tonight. I don't know why they're all sitting in that pocket, but the problem I have is that they were probably hidden gems back then when I was listening to them, but potentially some of these acts could be now <laughs> not so hidden, but we'll see how we go. So my first one is a band called The Amazing, um, Swedish prog rock, psych rock sort of band. Uh, and the particular album that I want to highlight tonight is, is called The Gentle Stream uh, from 2009. So... <laughs> no one's laughing. Ow. No one's laughing. <laughs> Kev looked at let's me. Keep yeah. it. Let's keep it simple. <laughs> Al, can you be able to find me some uh, Mr. DJ? Can you find that particular song there? I'll, I'll find the on. gentle string for you. This is a very good album all up, but... We'll let the listener be the judge. Sure. Where'd you say they were from? It's a Swedish... Swedish yeah. It's like the most un-Swedish thing ever. <laughs> I can feel the moon rising through Aquarius. Yeah, I feel like we're missing a channel. We're missing a channel. See a channel. No speakers again. I get the idea, you know, it's a very nice. Oh, here we are. Yeah. Is it Swedish or English? Swedish. Okay. Oh, sorry, it's English words. Oh, okay. We're a Swedish band. And it could have been recorded. That could have, yeah. you know. So this is the, so, so the amazing. To uh, The amazing. Gentle stream. Two thousand and something. That's okay. authentic. You know, sixties, seventies. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a very cool album. You should check out the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, nice. So it reminded me of uh, King Gizzard or something like that. that yeah, we were able yeah, to yeah. just like time uh, period just to travel. Yeah, wearing, you yeah, wearing their influences on their sleeve there, and yeah. on their wizard sleeves. <laughs> That's my first one. Brett, did you have a Hidden Gems? Uh, no, well, Al, Al's there. Al, what do you got? Uh, you got well, I've only got, uh, well, I've got three songs, but they're all by the same band. So it might just be easier <laughs> if I look at the band and, uh, itself. So we're um, not doing that episode. We're do <laughs> no, damn it, we're doing it my way. Are we gay? <clears throat> uh, so the band is Superfood. Superfood? Superfood. They've so only this had, is yours or Brett's? This is mine. This is yours, okay. Yes, Superfood. They, yes, they've only had two albums, and I yeah. think they've... Uh, not pulled the plug completely, but they're having a break. Okay. Um, so this came out uh, just a couple of years ago. I can't remember exactly. A couple of years ago. We'll say that. Um, and I've got no idea where I heard the first song that I'm about to play, but uh, I liked it, and so I ended up 
going back to listen to some of the others. Fantastic. So this one is a Double Dutch by Superfood. Cool. I tried to jump in, I realized I was good at it. Is this indicative of the, like, most of their sort of sound? Oh, it's a bit of a mix. Like the first album was a little more, uh, a little more Britpop. Yep. Um, so this album. Sorry, is, are they British or? Yeah, from Birmingham. Birmingham. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so the album is Bambino. 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 Yeah. yeah so 2017. Okay. Pretty modern. Um, yeah. So. This is indicative of a couple of tracks, but not all tracks on the album. Yeah. Just very cruising, electronic feel, like just the it. two of them. Start off as a four That's piece, cool. but then add two. So it was that one. Very good, yeah. Uh, and then uh, there are, uh, there's one called Need a Little Spider. It takes a little while to kick in. So I couldn't actually find a lot about them, but um, so you're saying that they they've had two albums. Yeah, they seem to. Have taken yeah, they a they break put or? a yeah having a break at the moment, possibly forever. But hmm. how did you discover them? I have no idea. Like it was double Dutch, and so possibly like the first song, um, and it was possibly Triple J. Just one of those yeah, random okay. moments during the day. It's just like, oh, here's a cool song. Right on my mind, yeah. Yeah, don't mind that. And then, yeah, sure. put it up to this. Cool. Right. So that one. You got one more of them? No, one, one more. Right. Same album again. And this one is called Unstoppable, but I have a feeling that we will stop it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but we will. Hmm. Superfood. Superfood. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Very good. Well, cool. All right, Kev, did you have something you wanted to Yeah, um, I've got uh, one. I've gone like early 2000s as well, and um, I don't know why. It just seems to be a thing. But um, this is an Australian band. I think it, sometimes I misread the brief for these things because, like, I get confused reading a hidden gem and, uh, you know, a personal favourite type of thing. So this is kind of a bit of both, you know. It's like from an album from a band that you know I didn't 
didn't really love when I first got to Australia, but um, the album they released, Volcanella, um, was just full of great tracks, you know, to the point where, like, um, you know, it's almost if we ever did a one on, you know, just a all filler, no killer. It was like that, mm. just a beautifully put together thing. You wouldn't have thought they were capable of really an album before. And on this album, this song just got to me over and over and over. So, um, yeah, it's called All My Crushies. And, um, yeah, it's, um, it's good with a bit of volume, of course, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Thin gem, maybe. <laughs> Uh, magic dot. Magic dot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember Magic Dirt from the time, but yeah. not really familiar with the music. It's more yeah, just a name. Yeah, was... yeah. Oh, they were they were around everywhere. They done all the livids, and they were always just this muddy mm. mess yeah. of stuff yeah. on stage. And sort of like, oh yeah. And that's why this album was a surprise because it just came out so much more polished. They've just taken out a lot of the um, grunge and, and really were a heavy rock grungy noise. Yeah. And they just started to write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, not sure the speakers are doing it justice because it's a cranker, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you get the idea. There we go. Magic yeah, okay. dot. That's awesome. D U R T. Brett, what do you got? Okay, so. Uh, I've got songs here that we're not going to play because I realise they belong in another podcast called uh, Deep Cuts. Oh, right. Okay. Because they're too well known. So, <laughs> yeah. it's like, fuck, I've just missed the brief a bit. Yeah. So, let me quickly. Well, was that your <laughs> knees, Brett? That was my knees, yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. He's okay, Katie. That was, that was he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, let me see if I can pull this up. He's on his I've just knees. gone, yeah, he's deep cuts. That's up. what this, but the fuck <laughs> the hell. All right. Uh, so, Kev, you've got one. What? Oh, yeah. Um, so, this one's back in the 90s. Um, indie classics thrown muses and um, that may be hidden enough for you but um, uh, this little track is called uh, Rabbit's Dying and it's, <laughs> you know it's, it's for Al so we're back <laughs> I've, I've kind of I've kind of asked we're Al to put it to Watership Down sort of, yeah there's uh, just this yeah. great little combination play they do or you can't really pinpoint they don't do what you expect they mm. start in with this long moody intro um, which is all very atmospheric and nice, Kirsten Hirsch going crazy as pair. And um, and then there's a cowbell and off they go, and it's just a lovely, lovely thing. Yeah. There's right, actually 16 hits in this cowbell in nice. this song, <laughs> uh, all in a row. I don't know if we'll get to that bit. Right. Here to sell. Different from the intro? Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, where are these guys from? Oh, they're basically. They have a one tower from. Yeah. I think it's Boston or something like that. But the. Um, 
come out of that sort of early Pixies time. And, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it they sounds were, a lot like that sort of Sonic Youth type, a little bit mm, of a... But they had that kind of like um, country funk thing okay. as well, just thrown in for good measure. And great players. Dave, I'm going to say Navarro, so if he's... I can't do his surname, but uh, the drummer was just a fantastic um, piece of work. And one of the, the reasons I really loved the, the, that song was because it was so unindie. Like, uh, there's a lot of moody stuff around, and, you know, jingle jangle guitars, and they just like jumped up at you. Straight up. Um, mm-hmm. As I say, later <laughs> in the track, there's like 16 cowbell hits in a row. <laughs> so it's just like, you're just playing away. You've chopped me off there, but he's playing away. And as a break, as a fill, instead of what any other drummer would do, would be mm. go around the kit, he just Got goes straight into the cowbells. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it just works brilliantly. So nice. Yes. Rabbit's dying. Very good. Maybe he's actually hitting the rabbit with his. That's <laughs> right. All right. Wearing the cowbell. Sounds like an iced rabbit. Iced okay. <laughs> All right. So my next one is a band called Pavlov's Dog, and this is off an album called At the Sound of the Bell. Matching with the name perfectly. I was saying the cowbell. Um, so they're they're a uh, well, I guess they're a prog rock band, um, but they're more just sort of straight. Like you know, there's also sort of folk prog and just sort of straight rock, I guess, at different times. But this isn't necessarily a proggy song. But this is called Gold Nuggets. Um, this is a, this is the first album of theirs, and a great band. Got a very tiny Tim voice. You gotta get past that. Where's this from? This is like 70s, late 70s. Mm. And there's a glow from like Melody mm. Sunscarf. Sorry, I don't know if it's late 70s. Let me just check this. So is it a is it a boy singing? It is a boy singing. Really? Wow. Like mid, yeah, this is like 70, 75. I think I'd probably classify more as horse nuggets yeah, and gold nuggets. You won't see Mr. DJ. I would have Mr. DJ would, turns it off. Sorry. I would have to see a video of the guy singing just yeah. to, to yeah. cement it in my head because I can't see it. No. I can't see it. Hmm. I, I get bet. the Tiny Tim thing. Sorry, that's um, at, the, at the Sound of the Bell was a second album, 76. So, um, yeah, it is. It was shortly after the house fell on the Wicked Witch of the West. That's right. <laughs> and, and everyone think, comes out and he yeah, was there. Yeah, but I think that's film. why it's a hidden gem. I think this, the songs are incredible, off the, especially off their first two albums. Um I think his voice is just such a barrier for people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah. they just couldn't, they just didn't mm. crack it. You know, like they're, yeah. known, they're known in sort of prog rock circles and whatever, like people who go searching for that sort of stuff, they, you know, they're really, you know, people like it. Like I've, I, I love both their first few albums, um, but it is, I get that it's a barrier for people to, to get past that voice, but if you yeah. can, if you can get past it, there's actually some really really good music and songs in there. I guess it'd be hard. I guess it'd be hard at the time, like being the rest of the band and going, ah, you know, we like, yeah, yeah, it's like lyrically, <laughs> yes, we like what he's saying, yeah. but 
not sure whether this is going to be the new sound. Yeah. And everyone yeah. will go, these guys yeah. were right at the front. That's right. Yeah. Or, yeah. or do we trust our instincts and, and stab them in the eye? Yeah. I just, I just, I want to know why in my head mm. I go straight Can't to prog. You know, no, but I go yeah. straight to prog. Yeah. yeah. I go, is it the, mm. is it the lack of, a strong driving bass, and it mm. almost sounds like a little bard going on, you know? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. Um, a little mandolin in there. I don't, yeah, think, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're a million miles off prog with that. No, so oh, no, no, right. no, no. But it's interesting, isn't it, that there's yeah. just a couple little things Definitely. there you go, I'm um, in the frog era here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't this cool? It's a bit like an elf. But it's <laughs> exactly. But exactly. Exactly. Again, and that's what we've talked about in the past. It's, 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 it's those. It's those sort of uh, Celtic yeah. slash Tolkien-esque like themes. Pre-prog, pre, pre-true prog in yeah. the sixties and seventies. It, bands like Jethro Tull and stuff. Yeah. yeah. The guy standing there in front of yeah. you know a room full of stone people playing a flute. That's yeah. my leg exactly. in there. I yeah. mean, what are you gonna think? Well, no, I'm thinking this guy's. Uh, dancing next to a brook. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. exactly. In, in some sort of tunic. Yeah, that's the sort of mythology that, that builds around that sound. Of yeah, brook, yeah. You know, that's... Mm, sure. Anyway. All right, Brett, so what's your one there? Thanks for his patience. Um, maybe you guys know this guy, Thomas Dolby. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. He's How's famous with the sound system. That's not hidden, mate. Start again. There was one room in her house that was always kept locked. It was the garage. It's no weird science. But... Alright, so what made you pick this up? I, I don't know, I can't remember how I, but I discovered it at the time. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, a, it's, I mean, it's that lovely sort of parody sort of stuff. Mm. It's just got that. It's almost a spy soundtrack. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. electronic yeah. twist. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's funny. Yeah. You know, From what era? Because I don't know nothing about it. This is it. the 80s. 80s. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so his weird science. Blind him with science. Yeah, oh, blind him with science. Right, science okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so he just got some great. But And he was also in um, the uh, the Wall, wasn't he? In, was he? Yeah, okay. I think he was one of the cast members of The Wall. Ah, okay. Um, right, yeah. yeah. But he had some great electronic albums. Yeah. Oh, the, I'm, a, I'm a big Dolby fan, I have to say. Yeah. And I could go. I could trump you. I could hidden gem inside a hidden gem. Mm. Yeah, there's, a, there's a song called um, "Flying North." Um, uh, there's, there's lots of great Dolby tracks, really. And this is like, yeah, this is one of the albums, and the other one, um, "Golden Age of the Wireless," I think. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Mm. Big mm. Fan. But, but the the um, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a little bit dare I say, like when the Beatles used to go, "Let's do." You know, 1920s, mm. a little 1920s rag little, song, yeah. and and it feels authentic. It's the same in here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the guitarist, the bass player, they're just all over that scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about him whether you know he had a a, a usual band of misfits that he played with, oh, or he just, just went him. no, no, it's just, just pluck these guys. He was like the original, yeah. you know, one man yeah. electronic musician. Yeah. Yeah. Pioneer mm-hmm. a lot of that. Electronic stuff. You yeah. went and saw him. It was just he had the scientist look. I mean, this wasn't a mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'd bring in guest vocal snippets, like to record little bits and pieces. But he was 
mostly just a mad scientist there with his synths and yeah, yeah. drum machines yeah. and stuff. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I love it. And and um, and this in, this is from the the, the album Aliens at Buick. And it is yes, the whole the whole album is is very similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just think it's awesome. Cool. It's and like I said, it's 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 often quite quite funny, um, and he uh, you know makes fun of himself and and uh, and the girls who never liked him. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really cool. See, I don't like that. I like the <laughs> I like the miserable you know sad quiet stuff. I think when he did. When he got like you know quite poppy like that, and it, it, it became a very different thing, more more you know successful, and of course you know the, you know the script. Mm. I was like, yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely believe that he is in himself a hidden gem. I mean, particularly, mm. um, I mean, do yourself a favor. You're always giving shout outs, but yeah, I think you would really, really love. His yeah, first, no, first absolutely. Album, yeah, no, I've I've got a couple of his records. Um, and love love the popular stuff. Like I said, the you know blinded blinded me with science off the weird science soundtrack. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, Europa and the pirate wings, all that stuff. You know, yeah, flying. Nah, I, sub, oh, some of our submarines. Cool. I've had a really great atmospheric type yeah. of skill as well as, yeah, as this yeah, type yeah, of yeah. Um, sort of as you say, parody almost, mm. but just like, pff, let's just take mm-hmm. this sound, let's yeah. swing beat, let's just take it to the max. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and you can hear the electronica um, being able to push it further than it mm. normally mm. would. Mm-hmm. It sound like real instruments as well going mm. on. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And he did the same thing very beautifully with that atmospheric stuff when he needed to. Like it slowed down and, and he was able to fill sound very nicely. So, uh, Cool. Mm. While I'm on Check a roll, while I'm on a roll, can I keep going, sure. gentlemen? No, you're down there. While I'm down here, uh, let's see if this works. Come and gather all around me. Maybe it's a hidden gem. This is Roy Cooter yeah. doing Boomer's story. <laughs> We're back in your pocket now. So tell us the story on this one. So um, uh, I came across a song uh, on a um, – it was an extra extra track on a um, Black Crows album. Mm. And first so of all – they were doing a cover or yeah, – yeah, 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 yeah. First of all, I thought, oh, these guys have written this awesome song. It's like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like a, the lyrics are, you know, met this little girl in Frisco, asked to be my wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. Told her I was tired of Roman, going to settle down for life. Then I heard the whistle blowing. And I knew it was the Red Bull train. <laughs> so I left that gal beside the railroad and never saw that gal again. And I thought, wow, they've written a really cool song. And then I get, then you find out, now hang on. It's a cover of something, yeah. It's a cover. Mm-hmm. And you go back to the original recording of it mm-hmm. and you go, this is an awesome little song. It's yeah, such a lovely yeah. groove mm-hmm. in it. I don't know. It almost sounds like Leave on Helm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like singing and playing. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just such a nice little... 
yeah. again, you know, in opposite to Thomas Dolby, which yeah. is, you know, yeah, yeah. you just go back to, yeah. no, it's just a simple it's groove. Yep. sort of. And, and, a, and that really lovely guitar, which is, you know, mm. uh, chunking up and down in, in and out of the, the lyrics. Yeah, I just, yeah. just love that stuff. Great. All right, Kev, you got another one there for us? I've been inspired, actually. Um, okay. Is that it? No? It was, it was just about to play, wasn't it? And who's this, Kev? Here we got Kev. Oh, this is a guy called Blaze Foley. Oh, yeah. Almost felt detachedly. Sort of a just now. definition of a hidden gem in the sense that no one ever found him. He, he died <laughs> before he became successful. Oh, so, wow. But, yeah, really a, an inspiration and a, um, a, a, a travelling companion so of Tim Van Sant back in the day. Yeah. And, um, Basically, all of those guys that came out of that sort of authentic country scene, if you want to call it that, um, held them up as, as really the one guy mm. that was true and, you know, kind of like really, you know, um, what was the word, uh, I guess, authentic, you know, lived the life that he was singing about. Yeah. Very heartbroken, tortured type of person. Mm. And they, yeah, that's, that's a song he wrote about someone he had to leave behind so that he could go on the road and mm. drink himself to death. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's a common dream. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone it. gets to live it. That's right, that's right. <laughs> he was, um, it was interesting between him and Town Van Zandt, he was, he couldn't understand how Town Van Zandt could write these songs because he hadn't lived the life, whereas he mm. felt he yeah, had. Yeah. But they were best mates and everything. And all. Mm. Yeah. So what was that song called? That's called If I Could Only Fly. Uh-huh. And yeah. give us the name of the guy again. So uh, Blaze Foley. Blaze, Blaze Foley. Foley. Yeah, mm. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Um, all right. Well, I've got another one here. Um, uh, Broken Bells. Now this is a. Sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> I have a week off work. This is one of these little. This is one of these little side projects um, by sort of you know some other well-known artists, and this is actually. Um, the producer slash DJ uh, Danger Mouse and James Mercer, who's the lead singer from The Shins, uh, they created this little super group. Yeah, they created this little off, offshoot called uh, Broken Bells. Nice. And this album is from 2010, uh, and just a catchy sort of uh, post-pop type of um, yeah, just what you expect, I guess. Shins, you know, obviously are known for you, you know, often doing a, a sort of a, a sound that's, uh, you know, d- derived from that sort of 60s pop sort of sound, but here it's like the combination of the, the more electronic sound that maybe Danger Mouse is bringing and and that sort of 60s pop, uh, but it just creates a sort of great little post-pop thing. So, yeah, Al, hit us with, uh, I think the song I've chosen here is The High Road off that album. Wow. Wow. The strain. Oh, 
sound when the sort of verses cut in here. Silverture teamed up with Paul Mack and yeah, they did yeah, that yeah. sort of mm. electronic yeah, yeah, yeah. collaboration yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is a great album, yeah. It's got the tendency to sound a bit sort of like, right, you have the intro, I'll have the verse type mm. you know I mean? Like that's what I feel like sometimes it's a bit like, well, we can't stand in each other. It's not easy to mm. mesh it in really mm. brilliantly. Sure. Yeah, but it can happen. This really well. works, this album, yeah, they, they managed to pull it off. There's, um, there's a band called Electronic back in the 90s and that was Bernard Summer and Johnny Marr and the pair of them you know came from the same background yeah. but they went into a different genre mm. you know and that was a neat, a neat trick to play because mm. everyone expected guitars and mm. you know mm. uh, you know indie pop to ensue but mm-hmm. um, yeah they sort of went in a different road but yeah that's I mean that, that's a great um, you know really quirky you know first 30 seconds in there oh that was really mm. wild the first yeah. 30 seconds yeah, yeah, it's yeah. awesome I, yeah I encourage you to check out the the album it's a they do a good job it's a yeah it's, it's like an album that you don't like you think oh that yeah why didn't you go on and do other I think they've done one other album after that mm-hmm. um, but it's a, like I say it's a bit of a side project thing um, but yeah that particular album it's, it's 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 great right through there's not a it's mm. not like a, there's no mm. filler on that one wow well. I'm definitely thinking we're heading towards a killer no filler yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, album right. off. Does someone else have mm. something else they want to throw in there? Are you done? All right. Well, very good. Well, let's end it there. And uh, thanks for listening. And I guess we'll do another Hidden Gems at another time. Uh, but until next time, goodbye from Lords of Loud. Don't forget to check out our website, lordsofloud.com, and also find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Lords of Loud. Thanks for listening.